and welcome to Chess and Her Guests. My name is Francesca Victory and I'm your host. And today I have the lovely Shah Victory on. Guys, Hello. I've never met anyone with the same last name as me. Honestly, <laughs> they're going to get confused. <laughs> you prefer to be called Shah or Charlie? I don't mind. Oh, okay. Mind. You're not like, I hate being called Fran. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I'm like, please call me Chess if you're going to shorten my name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Shah is going to be talking about her multiple sclerosis today. Because I think it's like, I've never really heard of anyone, I don't really know much about it, but I've never really heard of anyone so young having it. Because you're only 25, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. And I was diagnosed when I was 22, so I was very young. Yeah. So I thought it would be good for like people to hear about. Because... Mm-hmm. I don't know, you don't really hear much about younger people, I don't feel like. When I first, when they told me I had MS, obviously we'll go into it, but I was like, but that's what old people get. Yeah. That's all you ever hear. It's all old people in wheelchairs and do you know what I mean? It's yeah. never young people. Mm. So, mm. do you want to start off by saying a bit about yourself? Like, yeah. What you do? Okay, so my name's Charlie Victory, or you can call me Shah for short. I'm, I'm blown away at the fact that we've both got the same last name. We're both for victory. I can't believe that. And yeah, I'm 25. I'm a chronic illness, curly hair, lifestyle blogger. Um, I've been in this industry for a very long time. I was on YouTube when I was 14. And then I came off of YouTube when I was 16. But I still wanted like a platform for me to express all the things that I love type thing. So I created a blog. And that's literally my little baby. And yeah, that's just me. That's what I do. Oh, I love, by the way, guys, her page is so fun. I just think you're so Oh, thank you. Like, you're just Thank you. I love, like, you know when you thrive off, like, other bubbly people? Yeah. Like, I love that. I'm glad you feel that that energy (laughs) from me. I'm happy about that. (laughs) So when was you diagnosed with MS? I was diagnosed in October 2017 which I can't believe now that it's 2020. Um, so this year it will be three years since being diagnosed. And yeah, there's, it's been it's like a roller coaster, up yeah. and down. But I finally feel like I've, I'm on my feet with it, especially with MS. Yeah. And yeah. Because then you were so diagnosed with Graves when? Yeah, I was, that was last May. So mm. it's been a year. Um, and that was actually a side effect to the treatment I had for my MS, which we'll, we'll speak about and go into. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so can you explain to people that don't really know what it is, what multiple sclerosis is? So it's basically, so this is how I explain it. So healthy people will say they've got a cold. Okay, say they've caught COVID-19. <laughs> Hope, hopefully their white blood cells attack the virus and they're able to heal like that. If you've got MS, our white blood cells don't attack the virus or the illness that we've got. It attacks our brain and our spinal cord instead. It's like our white blood cells are broken type thing. Yeah. So it's like, it's like basically our body just doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work properly. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't actually know, like, and that's a good way to explain it. I feel like people that don't know, because you know, if you go all like scientific, everyone's like, what? yeah, <laughs> and like this, yeah, this this special words like myelin sheath and all of that. I still don't understand that. Yeah, but it's just just easy to explain that our white blood cells don't 
attack the illness that we've got. It attacks our body itself, hence the autoimmune condition. So you've actually got to be super careful with mm-hmm. yeah super yeah. careful i mean because because of my treatment it actually knocked my white blood cells completely but that was obviously over a year ago so my blood cells white blood cells are apparently like your ones and like healthy people's blood cells and apparently it it will learn now to attack the virus rather than myself yeah so i think hopefully if i did get ill Mm-hmm. with covid let's just hope that i i don't i don't want anyone to get ill with it but if i did i'm hoping that now it would i would react to it the same way as a healthy person would react rather than how i would have before because heard the under 40s and not really obviously where you've got ms but under 40 yeah. really could have it without even knowing yeah exactly and i think hopefully that could be me too now because of the treatment that i've had but going back two and a half years ago I I don't even know where I'd be. I don't know where I'd probably die. <laughs> I'd probably die. <laughs> so, when you first found out, how did mm-hmm. you cope with it? It must have been a bit overwhelming. It was so overwhelming. So I took it really badly. Mm. I was either crying all the time, or I was really, really, really angry. And I think that actually lasted for about. I'd actually say the first year of being diagnosed, I was just so angry, so angry and upset. And you always think, why me? Do you know what I mean? There's so many bad people in the world that they have nothing wrong with them. They don't experience any type of trauma or nothing. And then I just felt like, I felt like my whole world had come crashing down, if I'm honest. Yeah, Yeah, it was terrible. (laughs) And people then told you've got graves, was that, did that make you feel even worse or? Yeah. I was pissed off. <laughs> I was absolutely pissed off. Because Why are you doing this to me? Yeah, literally. It's, and especially because the treatment that I was given, my second choice of treatment, which again, we'll speak about, that it was one in 10 people get a thyroid condition and that's what Graves is. Yeah. And I was just angry that I was, again, one of the lucky ones out of the one, one in 10, do you know what I mean? Yeah. To then get that illness. But it is what it is. I can't change it. No, you can't. And no. you're doing a good job like keeping thank you knowing thank you going. so what what um treatments have you had so i was first put on a drug called tecfidera and that was about a month into me being diagnosed and that was two pills a day one in the morning one in the evening and it just didn't work for me at all mm-hmm. it actually put, i had an allergic reaction to it um with the worst stomach ache i've ever felt in my entire life um, it actually put me in hospital in the December of that year of my diagnosis to 2017. Christmas Eve, I was in hospital and I was literally begging for every kind of drug. I was like, I need morphine. I need gas and air. <laughs> I, I was distraught. And then they found out I actually relapsed when I was on that drug. So it wasn't working for me anyways. Hmm. So imagine being put on a drug for a few months to go through all of those side effects, to be in such excruciating pain for it to just not even work. Um, And that's what happened. And then my second option was two drugs, which were Lemtrada and Tysabari. And they were both infusion treatments. Um, And Lemtrada, which is the one that I decided to go for, is actually a form of chemotherapy. So I was like, oh, hell no. I am not doing that. (laughs) I am not doing that. There's no way. But... 
because they said that my disease was highly active and basically the longer I went without any treatment, the more relapses I was going to have and it could eventually put me in a wheelchair. And then I was even more like, oh, hell no. <laughs> so I chose Lemprada. I chose Lemprada, which is an IV infusion. But the first round I had was in May 2018, or April 2018, sorry. And that was for five days. And then I, my last treatment was last year in April for three days. And yeah, it was very, very tough. I, so with, with this chemo, you don't lose hair. Like I never obviously went bold like people with other types of chemo do. Beautiful and you've still got it, haven't you? Yeah, thank you. But it did thin it a lot. Like my, I'd wash my hair and my hair would come out in clumps. Um, and I came out in hives. I've got a whole blog post on this as well. So if anyone wants to check out my blog, then they're welcome to. Um, but I think if I didn't have Lemtrada, although it did give me Graves' disease, which is a thyroid disorder, I think without having Lemtrada, I would have possibly been in a wheelchair by now, or at least halfway there, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So, so now you've had that, is it mm -hmm. like your day-to-day -day life is quite normal? Yeah, basically, yeah. I... Compared to my symptoms now to before I had Lentrada, mm. I'm literally like a completely different girl. I, my last relapse, I've been blind twice, one in each eye, lost my eyesight. Mm. And then my last relapse, which was when I relapsed on the Texadera, when it didn't work for me, the first drug, I lost my ability, ability to walk for six weeks. And... I thought, this is the rest of my life. I'm never going to be able to walk again, or at least without some sort of aid. And I thought, well, I'm 23. This can't be. <laughs> this can't be. Um, and now I experience very minimal symptoms. Fatigue is one that I think I'll struggle with for the rest of my life. Um, sometimes I get pins and needles and symptoms, but I'm far, so far away from the girl that I was before. So, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. That's so good to Thank hear that people can have this and can feel a lot better because it's not curable, is it? Like you can no, never, you can never, never go, get rid of it. Never go completely. Mm -hmm. But it's just so. So the treatments that they give you is to hopefully slow down the progression of the, yeah. the disease. So I'm hoping, for example, if I wasn't on Lemtrada, I could have relapsed twice again by now. And the more relapses that you have, the more damage that it is to your spine and brain, mm. which is why you see people, especially in the older generation, in a wheelchair, because they were never given that treatment option. Mm. They've been left, because my drug only came out in 2000, and I think it's 12. Mm -hmm. So it's a very like new drug. Yeah. Um, and obviously the older generation was never given that option, which is why you see them with walking aids and wheelchairs and stuff. So I'm hoping this will put me in remission for like, I'm hoping for like 50 years, <laughs> but who knows? <laughs> so are you going to have to have it again or is that it? They can. So if it basically, if it doesn't work for me, yeah. which touch wood, it has worked so far. If it doesn't work for me, then there's, I can, there's plenty of other options that I can have. Mm. And I think you are allowed one more round of Lentrada. I'm not sure for how many days though, because altogether it's meant to be eight days, which is why I had the five and the three days. Um, but yeah, there'll be plenty more options. And obviously as years go on, they'll hopefully bring out more. And more. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to ask you this quick thing. So I knew it was your birthday last, was it last week? 
Yeah. Yeah, Saturday just gone, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had my birthday in isolation, but then I read on your, no, I, I think you spoke about on your story that mm-hmm. your last two birthdays is when you was recovering from the Lemtrada. Yeah. Yeah. So that must have been horrible. Horrible. I thought, so obviously COVID came about in January or February or whatever. I thought all at the end of last year, my 25th, I'm going to be living life. I was meant to be in Italy. I thought, this is when my life begins, do you know what I mean? No more treatment. And no, COVID came along to fuck my shit up. <laughs> yeah, I was devastated. I mean, I I've devastated. got with me and I haven't had that experience, obviously. But even me on my birthday, I was just like, is this it? It's rubbish, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Like, I just thought, they always say bad things come in, in threes, so, <laughs> so hopefully next year. Yeah, that is like... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did you do anything nice on your birthday? Like, did you um, Zoom anyone or? No, I was meant to. I think I just got so tired. Yeah. So my friend, one of my friends came around at like 10 a.m., just yeah. like social distancing wise, dropped some presents off. And then when he went, I had another friend come around. Obviously, it was really, really hot on Saturday as well. She came in the back garden, chilled for me for a bit, and then she went and then another friend surprised me so basically i had friends coming around to surprise me which was really really nice um had cake ordered a takeaway just chilled but i don't know i feel like 25 is a is a big year you know they do 16 and 18 and i think 25 because that's quarter of a quarter to uh, 50 isn't it yeah yeah and yeah it was just awful (laughs) quarter of a century yeah. yeah 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 that's it yeah yeah i was 24 this year so not exciting everyone keeps telling me i need to yeah. up, but. <laughs> no no i'm 25 there's nothing about me that's 25 i don't want to grow up 18. my mum's like yeah same same i'm still living at home like yeah yeah <laughs> fuck it <laughs> so um how do you keep like a positive like how do you keep happy I knowing you've still got these like chronic illnesses I think one of the main reasons is because I don't experience symptoms every single day so I'm not I don't know how I'd feel if I was like I said the same girl as two years ago I might not be as happy as I am now but I do think it's because I'm not experiencing horrendous symptoms every single day and I've, I've actually said from like since day one fair enough these are the cards that I've been dealt with and they're fucking shit but I just feel like you've got to ride the wave Mm -hmm. and try and live your life as best as you can because you only get one life Mm -hmm. and I can either sit at home and wallow that I'm ill and no one understands me or I can put on my big girl pants get a grip and do what I'm doing now on Instagram and my blog and I feel like I'm inspiring and making inspiring people making other people feel happy and inspired and good about themselves so yeah you definitely are you definitely are thank you I hope so I hope so so what is there any advice that you give to anyone else that's going through a chronic illness um I would say I would actually say to speak your truth Mm -hmm. and when I say that I mean like if you share your story, especially on the internet, you have no idea how far your story can reach. 
and how much you can inspire people. I feel like if I didn't document my journey from day one, I wouldn't be where I, where I am now. I wouldn't be having this conversation with you now. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I just think speak your truth, live your truth, and you just can't go wrong. Do you know what I mean? You can help so many people and inspire so many people, and that will uplift you because that's what it does to me. It makes me feel good. So, yeah. It's so true because uh, actually I've got to tell this little story. I did right. pass on bipolar like a couple yeah. of weeks ago. And mm-hmm. the girl who I did it with, someone ended up from the Bipolar UK charity listening to the podcast mm-hmm. and asked her now to be an ambassador for the charity. Yeah, see? So you never know it's, like who's listening. Who can be listening? Who could be listening? Who could be reading? It can open so many doors for you. And how many people you that's can what, yeah because that's what people like they like storytellers it's all well and good being able to sell a lipstick and talk about fashion but when you when you're actually talking about yourself and what you've been through it's just it's more authentic and real i think yeah and people can feel more relatable and feel like you're yeah. normal mm-hmm. exactly do you still feel like i've got to ask you this question do you still feel right. like normal doesn't like with influence and stuff you know some people have some influence have loads of followers and stuff do you mm-hmm. think like being normal and real is not as successful as in like getting followings and stuff than being I don't want to say fake that sounds mean but so I know what you mean yeah I it's kind of yes and no yeah because there's there's women that I follow that are very real and talk about real life subjects and topics and don't shy away from that but I do also think it's always you always see the same type of people that have got like over 100k followers, if that makes sense, even like 1 million. They're always that same image. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I also think that on Instagram, to make you, yourself grow, it's just to get naked. I've seen it everywhere. If you, if you post photos, honestly, if you post photos in your underwear or bikinis, you're more than likely going to grow. It's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> true story. <laughs> oh it really yeah, has changed me it's like change like it's like trying to change the way people think and what people think is good mm-hmm. like, i think real is good but then some people think like seeing things that are unachievable is like what they want to see all the time yeah so, yeah it's weird so what it's are your hard. what are your aspirations for the future right stream aspirations i want to travel as far and as wide as possible I want to see as much as the world as I can because I feel like so going back to when I um, couldn't walk for those six weeks and my sister that Christmas bought me um, a holiday to New York and I thought I wasn't going to be able to go because I was like well I'm fucked do you know what I mean I'm relapsing they're not going to let me into America do you know what I mean and when I got off the plane I said to my sister I said I do not feel good at all, but I think it's because I obviously was sat down for nine hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I managed to walk Brooklyn Bridge without any kind of like aid or holding onto my sister type thing. And I felt like I was a boss bitch. So I just think if I can walk, I, if I can walk over Brooklyn Bridge, it takes like 45 minutes. If I can walk over that bridge whilst relapsing or just slightly recovering from a relapse, I can do anything and I really want to push myself to like climb 
what's those mountains? Um, you know them big Kilimanjaro, Kilimanjaro. things like that. Yeah, Mount Snowden is in England. I think that's quite small. I don't know. <laughs> But do you know what I mean? Like, to try and climb things like that and, like, go to Thailand and India and just find myself. That's what I really want to do. And, and you can obviously, be, sorry, become a mother as well. Yeah. I think yeah. you learn so much from going to different places. Seeing the world, yeah. Yeah. And it brings so many a better person. Yeah, so many places and people are just... They're just completely different to what you see every day. Like... I just feel like there's so much more to the town that I live in. Even London, the city that I live in. Do you know what I mean? There's just, there's so much more to see. Yeah, there is a big wide world out there. There is, there is. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on. I really, really... You're so welcome. Thank you so much for inviting me. I've had a lot of fun. We're going to do this again. Yeah, we're going to do this again. Yeah. Thank you so much. Guys, wait, your Instagram name is Shah Victory, isn't it? Shah R Victory. Shah R Victory. Okay. Yeah. So Shah R Victory. And it's great, guys. And it's just great Instagram. It's full of. Thank you so much. Full of curly hair. And <laughs> thank <full> you. Of fun. <laughs> thank you so much. I'm going to pause.